0: Welcome along. Did you enjoy Sneaker Bay Open? We'll give you our verdicts in just a short while. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is fake announcer guy saying, here's Philip and Sherry. So that's my cue to say it's Philip Jackson and Sherry Smith with you on the uh, Selling on eBay radio show. Sherry is a full-time seller working out of Colorado. In fact, she really doesn't need an introduction. You probably know all about her from her stint on the stage at uh, eBay Open. She's basking in the glory of uh, having delivered her presentation now, hopefully a bit more relaxed about the whole thing, having been through it and we'll uh, be quizzing her later on on the uh, the scoop as to what happened behind the scenes
1: yes and philip escaped from england in 1994 staking out a home in the swamplands of florida where he found his favorite americans were alligators and peacocks they serve as his security team protecting his collection of classic cars and laundry paraphernalia Excellent. He's one of the only people who likes to read user manuals, which serves him well, being that he sells high-end audio equipment.
0: Charge a fortune for doing that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's a Selling on eBay radio show here to make your eBay life a bit more amusing and maybe even a little bit more profitable as well, if we're lucky. Uh, so coming up, Sherry, we have in today's show, We, as I mentioned, okay. we're going to be reviewing the eBay Open event and some announcements that came forth about new features. And frankly, that's going to be a fairly short segment, the way these things work these days. Also in the show, we have.
1: I can now describe some of the behind-the-scenes happenings of recording the content for the event.
0: All right, that was embargoed up until now. We can get into that now, and I'll be asking: Should I revise feedback that I left for a seller because I think they are a liar, and I think I can prove it? Uh, okay, so that's the uh, the runnings uh, on the show. Quick bit of eBay news, and uh, oh my goodness, we're in that season of um, uh, surcharges, right?
1: Yeah, but eBay's USPS priority mail rates avoid at least some of the seasonal uplift, so that's mm-hmm. good news.
0: And uh, also, it's, uh, well, it's all fun and games here, as uh, it's, uh, it's hurricane time for those of us at the uh, in the southeast of the country, and there's nothing more boring, I think, in terms of uh, news items when it's not you that's affected, but there we are. Uh, Am so I going to
1: see you on Weather Gone Viral? I,
0: I have no idea what's going to happen. I was looking at the... Um, the latest uh, spaghetti pictures, which gives you some idea what's going to happen. And there's a good number of them passing through my backyard as we speak. So it could be an interesting time where I usually work on the basis that the actual outcome is inversely proportional to the magnitude of the... prophecies of doom but that may not be uh, may not be appropriate this time around we'll have to see anyway so i'm thinking of uh, sort of going into uh early uh, time off mode at least as far as order handling goes to allow myself some buffer in the event that there's nothing happening pick up wise for a day or two anyway we'll see i don't know well i'll give you a yeah, debrief take- maybe next time if i'm still yeah,
1: here yeah please do and take some videos
0: yes uh it'll be interesting i think um this one's going to be interesting Also, eBay news, a couple of eBay appointments that I believe were pretty much announced at eBay Open.
1: Yes, so Shaori Zhang, Vice President of Seller Experience, and she was at eBay as a product manager and then a director, and then, like many of the other folks, uh, left and then came back.
0: It's kind of a revolving door that's sort of spitting them out and bringing them back in again.
1: Yeah and her most recently she was in the was a C suite executive at First Dibs mm-hmm. which I had never heard of but
0: Did you meet basically. her in your your uh, clandestine visit to San Jose?
1: You know I could have but I I didn't I mean it didn't work out that way. I saw her at the happy hour hmm. and then I didn't get a chance to get over there and meet her.
0: Okay. Also another announcement.
1: Yeah, Adam Ireland is the vice president of America's operations. So
0: he's like a, a mini-me Jordan, by the sound of things. Looks, looks like Jordan's uh, global empire has expanded even further with him now running what Europe and UK. Uh-huh. And I think to uh, to step in and uh, take some of the load off, he this Adam Ireland fella is basically the, the U.S. head, as I read it. Quite impressive, so impressive one- resume. So he might be, he might turn out to be a really good hire.
1: Yeah, was he the one co- I should know this, but co-hosting a lot of it with Rebecca?
0: No, I don't know who that guy was <laughs> oh, He popped up. From, he did pop up at the end I think too, he was sort of the fronting the up and running Grant bit and he did make yeah. an appearance somewhere, I don't know who the sidekick was. Because he's
1: new too, I think
0: I thought he's been around for a while but it name escapes me <laughs> And he, I haven't seen him before, but he he made it very clear he was he was been to various eBay opens in the past, so he was trying to oh. establish his credentials. Oh, okay. So obviously he's had a great impression upon us. So apart from obviously losing all the runners and riders on the eBay side of things, what did you think of the uh, the event? Let's talk about your your presentation first, because that's something that we've been limited in what we can talk about. You did your seller presentation. It was repeated uh, on the on the third day. Yeah. And in terms of the attendance, it was difficult to gauge where things were relative to last year. Rebecca was very clear with us. They had at least 20,000 sign-ups prior to the event this year. And right. I, I, I think they, they somewhat exceeded last year's sign-up rate, which I think was the mid-20s. So they were very pleased at the sign-up late, but they were, they were concerned, I think, about trying to convert those sign-ups into attendance and there was a sort of attendance count on the screen and it, it's it was in the high three thousands i think most of the time were you tracking it
1: i was when i looked at it uh, a lot of the time it was like 2700 and i don't know if that's just for certain events or keynotes
0: or i, I thought that was the number of people currently active but a lot of people just log yeah. in, like me, and then they dip, They just listen to staff or they don't. So it's, it's difficult to know. I, I think from memory, last year, the f- day one keynote, I thought that the counter they had there was up in the 7,000s. But you're wow. talking about two different platforms. You've got Bevy last year and Hopin or Hopin, whatever it is this year. So the counters may be completely apples to oranges comparison. So it's difficult to say. Um, but... And in terms of the people, the number of people at your presentation, were you able to get a sense of how many people were listening when you were, they were playing you out?
1: Well, thankfully, Angie <laughs> texted me and said, wow, Sherry, great job. And I said, I, on my screen, it said 46 moderators. And I really don't know what that's talking about. So I'm like, is, are there 46 people in this? But I mean, the chat, I couldn't even follow. It was going so fast. And I was answering questions on Q&A. Mm-hmm. Um but Angie said, "No, there were over seven hundred. And you can see that when you first log in, but of course, I'm logging in before mm-hmm. so that I can make sure to answer any questions. Um, so on Thursday, there were over seven hundred, and I could see like
0: and did the, did you go up or down for the Friday repeat? Did you get something? for the Friday
1: repeat? I didn't see what it was from the outside, but I could tell. There were a lot of engaged people, but I, I could tell it was less people. Mm-hmm. So there were definitely less people well, you, on And Friday.
0: you'd expect that. That wouldn't be yeah. a surprise.
1: Yeah, because that was a replay. It was funny because one of the people on the chat said, can you re-explain that <laughs> 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 on one thing that I had just said? I and so I, I typed it for her best.
0: And it is, it, I mean, it's tough to keep up because those comments and questions come thick and fast. And I think one of the advice that we gave to people – prior to attending was don't expect much in the way of a lengthy reply if you type a question in the presentation because the presenters they like drinking from a fire hose these things are coming at you if you can if you can occasionally get the odd one-liner out you're doing really well
1: well on the Q&A section I was able to answer everything and the only ones I didn't answer I mean but I was typing the entire time mm-hmm The only ones I didn't answer was someone was like, how come my points aren't showing up? And I'm like, (laughs) I can let someone else take care of that. I don't have to worry about that. Um, And I thought that was kind of hilarious because it went from people saying, wow, this is really great. And thank you so much. I'm so like, this is solid information I can do something with. Mm -hmm. And so I kept reading them off to someone who's working for me. I, you know, it was making me feel so good. So I kept reading them out loud, um, and then I, you know, then it was somebody who was like, "I don't think I'm getting credit for all my points."
0: Well, I, I enjoyed your performance. I caught the first one certainly, and. I thought you did a good job of getting the energy level at the beginning because that's the hard thing. Because okay. you know we're all excited, we're attending an event, but you're in a sterile rec- room and a meeting room with a screen and a, and a microphone and not much else. To and it, you, I got the sense of you being part of the event, which I think was was is is hard to deliver. A lot okay. of presenters couldn't couldn't do that. They struggled a bit with that, I think. And um, yeah, it was it was good, relatable stuff. You managed to get your personal story, and I thought that was good. Thank and you, you know it, people seemed to warm to you
1: it was it went well
0: i was very i, oh, I, I was pleased for you
1: thank you so much it, it felt really good reading the comments and then seeing your comments as well it just it made me feel so good it really when i do talk about that stuff i do get excited mm-hmm. you know it, it doesn't matter if i haven't had much sleep which i hadn't you know um because i kind of live and breathe it but um i noticed that they did help me along on one part when i had said no that's f that's column f i noticed they took that little blip well, out of well
0: my heart rate quickened ever so slightly as you were trying to build a spreadsheet on the on the screen uh, and verbally and i thought or was that still there oh i thought Oh, this is this is going to get complicated. And to be honest, I at that point I thought, hang on a second. The person they had that's supposed to be helping you with your slides has not really done a lot to help you on this particular point. And then I thought, actually, realistically, that's that's my reaction to the whole thing was that I don't think whoever's uh, trying to coordinate the slides and make them more meaningful really did a lot of extra input. It looked like most people were just slapped up the slides that they brought along with them and the guy just shuffled the text to the left to leave some space on the right for you to stand in front of the screen and i thought they could have done a a better job on that last year i don't know who it was i mean it was some anonymous person but they went through all the presentations and they did a fantastic job of totally revisualizing all the concepts and making everything look really fantastic and taking away all those big blocks of text that people tend to submit by default um, I didn't think uh, used they used this year was quite so creative, in my opinion. But it, it worked, and I, I think the people really warmed to it, and, and you know got good stuff out of it. And that's the thing with all the seller presentations; you just get so much uh, insight, and, it, and it's just so much more credible than. Although I think some of the sellers, when they were being used as sort of you know fakey fireside Q and A with the senior eBay person, that was a bit hokey at times. I thought.
1: Well, it was interesting because on some of the fireside uh, chats, um, the sellers were so well-spoken mm-hmm. that it really sounded like canned. Yes. And I thought, well, that's too bad because he—the one gentleman I'm thinking of was just so smooth, but it made it come across as ingenuous. Yeah, he's really ultra cute. You know. I—I I, I mean, and I. I mean, I'd like to be a, a great speaker, but there is the downside when it sounds like you're just doing a commercial or something. hmm hmm
0: So it seemed to me there was sort of a, a couple of, at least two different sort of stage setups. The the regular eBay employees and the sellers had a sort of smaller, less spectacular set, maybe a yeah. And was it? It was a it was a back projection. It wasn't a green screen. There was actual slides coming from behind, right?
1: Right. Yeah. The slides were and maybe behind. it was
0: like a five foot and you were cropped off cropped right. off a sort of knee height and you were standing in front of the right hand side of the screen. It's kind of gray, not very exciting. And then yeah. once you reached the exalted levels of senior vice president or something in eBay, then you got put in the the proper the big auditorium with a 10 foot back projection screen and lots more pizzazz and fancy yeah. lighting and colour schemes and the lighting of the presenter was a lot more flattering than it was on the cheaper set
1: oh that's uh, funny and then
0: had like a shiny floor some 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 we had a shiny floor set and some had like a flock floor I don't know whether that was the same set with different flooring or just they had two executive sets I don't know but it was interesting how they sort of demarked the different people as to what what set spec you got
1: yeah that's true they were on the other side of the divider
0: uh-huh for so sure. it was all on site it was they were not the sounds didn't cut them off to a sound stage somewhere it quite a quite a big setup
1: yes it was all on site and they do have a huge auditorium there oh, and okay. they had it all set up with professional equipment um definitely oh and i even have pictures of well, when they were setting me up, I don't know if that shows. <laughs> Much of the background is just probably... It looks like they had like
0: makeup out. and hair and mics and the whole... the whole. Because compared to last year where they just sent sent you a little cheapo $20 USB camera and a, and a $5 microphone and said, there you go, get on yeah. with it. I mean, it sounded like they were a little bit more slick this year.
1: Yeah, I had about three pounds of makeup on. <laughs> I... I yeah definitely and i'm not even putting myself down by saying this but i definitely had more wrinkles than like anybody else that i saw
0: the lighting in the on the cheap set was very unflattering to the subjects it was very uh-huh. directional and it was a strange angle and yeah any any lines or anything angular on your face was going to be magnified
1: it yeah was, and i even think you know makeup can do that too you know it can magnify yeah, certain lines yeah. even though it smooths out other things, but overall I was pretty happy with it. And they did a photo shoot while we were in makeup that day. They had a professional photographer, Mm -hmm. uh, do photo shoots with each one of us. And they sent me the photos and each one I'm like, ah, not that angle, not that, not that. And I'm like, I found one where it was like the best most flattering angle. Okay. So there's one I'm very happy well, we with. We need we
0: need a new picture for the uh for the show page. Okay. So we've been using oh, the one it? the last photo shoot you did a bit of the professional We've been using that one. Perhaps you can uh, furnish us with a with a fresh copy It would be nice to change that out.
1: Right well, yes, So I anyway, good things, will.
0: other good things. Um I thought the platform worked pretty well. I thought the hop in there was one slight gaff when they ran some presentations earlier than the the time they were supposed to, but apart from that, which was just a fat fingered number probably on the playout system, um, uh-huh. I think it seemed to work pretty well. I mean, it froze up a couple of yeah. times, but it wasn't anything too serious, nothing more than I would have expected for like three, 4,000 people watching something over the internet.
1: Yeah, I thought it worked really well. And I did, I was actively watching it, but then while I was doing shipping, I was able to let it play and listen to it. I, I thought it went very smoothly.
0: Mm-hmm. And they've done a good job, I think, of trying to replicate. The sort of interactive nature and the fun and games of the live event. So they had the quizzes, they had that live auction thing. I bought one of those little cooler mug things, a princely sum of two dollars, which arrived today, so that was reasonably quick. Oh and um,
1: wait, you bought one or you won it?
0: No, I bought it. I just spent two they were they were they were they were demonstrating the eBay live, the oh, new that's right. meaning of eBay Live when there's a live show and you can say hit the buy button on your phone and off you go, you bought it.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: I tested that out. That seemed to work pretty well. So yeah, and Griff made an experience on the quiz. That was nice to see him. Yeah. That, that was good. He seemed in good shape. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I, I think it I think at the organization, at the sort of mechanical level, it was very very smooth. Yeah. So I hope they're pleased with that.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I did like that on the survey they uh let people leave star ratings for most of the seller sessions, but they did leave at least one out of there. Thankfully, it wasn't mine. I want, <laughs> I, want I want, my feedback.
0: So um, what do you do? is there a deadline for getting those back in? Do you know what that is?
1: No, I don't. But See, isn't... I was
0: hoping to double review a couple of um, the presentations again via the mm-hmm. YouTube channel before I sort of commit to my stars because I don't want to give a star without giving it proper thought and analysis. Obviously, yes. you're a five star. That's a that's a given. Oh, good, thank you. I'm like, do you have to rewatch my? <laughs> I to don't want to uh, give you no stars because I leave it too late. So I, I don't know. As of the time we're speaking now, it hasn't been posted yet. But maybe by the time you listen, it'll be there. And I, I thought
1: I saw something saying it would be posted in a week on the eBay for uh, business yeah, I think, channel. Yeah,
0: they said in the next week. I don't know. They they've posted the ones that went out at the wrong time, um, but the other ones. I mean, they're obviously done. I mean, let's face it, they're pre-recorded. I mean, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure there's lots of executive meetings about how they're going to handle that. So we'll see. So, yes. Um, uh, And we got some announcements. Um, The 24 photos thing was announced. So they announced that they're upping the maximum number of photos to a total number of 24, I think November maybe for that?
1: Yes, I think so. I'm excited about that. I mean, I'm kind of... Well, for certain
0: things. I don't know. I mean, in the scheme of things, it's a rather small change. I think, to be honest, 12 is plenty in almost all situations, not that many people do twelve set pictures. And frankly, adding another 12 outtakes, blurry... You know, misframe pictures just to make the count twenty-four is gonna not gonna move us forward if that's what happens. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if it if it allows you to photograph more close-ups of particular details, then yeah, that's probably not a bad thing.
1: Is, any, is anyone, I going, is anyone it. going to
0: reach the end of the carousel with twenty-four there? I don't know.
1: I want to have uh, that many just for specifically Louis Vuitton handbags <laughs> because I want to show the hardware. And um, not just the condition, but also that they can see what hardware has the logo on it. Mm -hmm. And so I usually, 12 is not enough for a Louis Vuitton handbag. I did a video this time, but then it said it was too large of a file. So that was disappointing.
0: And they said this was at the instigation of fashion sellers. So maybe that's, again, what you're saying is that's a category that... Likes lots of photos. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that works out. Personally, I would rather have 12 good, super high-resolution photos than 24 blurry, down outtakes. And one of my gripes is that the photo system is still about 10 years in the past. It down-samples everything to 1,600 pixels, which in today's world is not really high-definition.
1: You're right, because when I try to zoom in, it doesn't zoom in enough.
0: And that's why you have to have 24 pictures because you can't zoom in and see the detail because it Correct. doesn't work at 1600 pixels. That's I right. I mean, I'm using a 10 year old camera. I think it's probably by the time I've cropped a little bit, I've probably got a 6000 pixel wide image, and it annoys me that I go to all that effort to create a fantastic high definition image. First thing eBay does is oh, we don't. When I'm in that, downsample it at the 1600 before it even hits the the, the photo server. So if they really wanted to improve it, that's what I think they'll do. But to be honest, that's not an area they're looking at spending money on. So it it, it, it struck me as tinkering, but there we are. Some people are happy, won't poo-poo that. Now, did you you figure out the uh, the new shipping thing they talked about?
1: You mean with the, oh, I forgot to do my homework. So the international... I could mansplain it for you if you like. I think I might need you to. They're they're paying for international returns, or are we getting charged for international return? Labels? I think it's What's a
0: rationalization mean? of the whole approach to international shipping, because right now you've got regular, you know, send it via FedEx, UPS, USPS, just buy the label and use them. Oh. Your fan club's in tonight. And then... You've got Global Shipping Program, which is kind of a whole separate hierarchy in itself. And then there's what they call now, I think it's Standard International, which is similar to um, uh, Global Shipping Program. And they're starting to use the DDU and DDP abbreviations. So that's delivered duty unpaid and delivered duty paid. And I think what they're trying to do is say, well, look, rather than have this whole mishmash of arrangements, we're going to bring it all together. Under different, just as different shipping services within the listing. So, when you when you I, and I, this is my interpretation of what they said because there isn't a lot of detail, and I did try and get it, but they weren't around at the time to ask answer the questions. So, mm. when you place a listing, you'll be able to say yes, I want to use USPS International. I want to use what will now be called eBay International Shipping, or not. And Those are the options within. Underneath the eBay international shipping umbrella will be the option for the buyer, as I see it, to say, I want to pay my duty now or I want to pay it later. If you pay it now, it will then trigger what's now called the global shipping program workflow. If they say, no, fine, I'll pay it on, on delivery, then it will trigger what's now called the eBay Send International. And they'll try and sort of clean all this stuff up. But the important point, I think, is that they're going to try and put everybody into this new system by default, and you'll uh-huh. have to opt out if you don't like the sound of it. And their argument, I think, is that, look, we're taking away the two things that people keeps people out of the international uh, realm. Firstly is the complexity of all the paperwork and customs, and secondly is the hassle of dealing with not as describes and returns and stuff and the potentially downside of having to have something sent back to you at quite substantial expense and a, in a postal system you don't understand and all that sort of stuff. And I think they thought this through really well and i can't i can't see a flaw in it i'm looking and i can't see any major major cock up i mean it's a good system because what they're saying is when you when you use ebay international shipping if there is any kind of dispute or refund ebay will handle all that and you keep 100% of the money uh, ebay will get the item back they'll figure out what to do with it they'll, they'll decide how much refund to give and they'll keep the item and do whatever they want to do with it As a seller, if you're accepted into the program, you keep 100% of the money.
1: That's amazing. And and you send the stuff to
0: Kentucky or wherever it is, and as long as it hits Kentucky and they're happy with it, you're golden.
1: So really, when you're selling internationally, it's like you have no returns because if you do, it's just eBay dealing with it? It's
0: better than domestic.
1: That's amazing. Because it's
0: effectively a domestic shipment where you just send it to one of their hubs, and after that, assuming the hub accepts it, there's no risk of any return or any kind of dispute or anything. eBay is responsible for that after that. That's so crazy it's good. It's a really well thought out scheme. Now, now, whether there's some gotchas that they haven't told us about yet or <laughs> this is a lost leader and it gets ugly later on, I don't know. But certainly the way they, they talked about it, it, it sounds really good. And, yeah, I, I think they could legitimately just put people into the program if they want to, and say, look, why would anyone opt out of this?
1: Right. Why would anyone not do that? Uh, and, you know, I, mean, I
0: think people don't understand what it's like living not, not living in America. Uh, if you like American stuff, it's really hard to get a hold of in any other country. It's expensive and it's difficult. There's a huge pent-up demand for just stuff from the American market to be sent out. And they don't care about the price. That's the other thing. You know, compared to buying a pair of jeans in, I don't know, France or somewhere, I mean, I'm the kind of person that, well, I don't wear jeans because I live in Florida, but I used to wear jeans. I used to wear Levi 501s. That was my jeans. Uh And you can't buy American-sized, American-material, American-priced 501s in other countries. Canada, maybe. Oh, my gosh. You know, think They have different. They have. They have their version of it. It's probably more expensive. It's a different type of fabric, and they don't fit me. Most people outside outside of America are dimensionally different, shall we say. Uh, so you know, there is just demand for American stuff. That people, there's a, there's a huge surplus of demand that they're trying to capture, and it makes excellent sense. So it, it sounded really good. There wasn't a lot of detail. I did try and use the expo hall to talk to the shipping people. They told us the Expo Hall was going to be open at 8am because I'm on on the East Coast and I I went round all the stalls at 8.30 or something on the last day and they weren't open. So I didn't get the chance to quiz anybody on that. But that's the way I think it it looks and I think it's really well thought out. It's a no-brainer if indeed it works the way that I think it works.
1: Is it going to change lost packages or is that going to still be the way it is now?
0: Well, it changes. It's not your
1: problem. It's not our problem when well, the obviously buyer the you, doesn't you, get
0: it. you don't want to, have, to you know, have an unhappy buyer, but it doesn't affect your record, your performance, your feedback.
1: Your, and the money? You,
0: the money. eBay makes good on that.
1: Oh, my gosh. This is just huge.
0: Now, I think they're going to be fairly careful about how they ramp this up because, obviously, they want people that are going to be in categories where people don't return a lot of stuff, people that have good track record for packing stuff well and not having too many returns and disputes and things so yeah. i think it'll be a fairly selective onload. um but if you're selected I, I would jump at that i mean i would be clamoring to be in round one of that scheme
1: yeah me too
0: the only thing that that i worry about slightly is what's ebay gonna do with all these returned items that what come bouncing back because they aren't going to get people that don't like stuff and send it back Are they then gonna become your competition where they're now competing against you with your widget but maybe at half price because they wanna get some money back for it. And are they just gonna copy your listing of photos and sell it at 50% of the price you were asking effectively in competition with you? I mean, that's one thing they might do. Or they might just throw them on a pallet and auction them off, and have other people that buy them and then 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 resell them. I mean, again, that's kind of coming back and competing with you. So I don't know the 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 sort of reverse. The outcome of the reverse channel is a bit unclear. Do they do they repatriate all the stuff back to the states, or do they pallet it up in the foreign country and have people in that country handle it? I, I
1: don't know interesting this is a mystery so
0: anyway sorry we've talked about that and given you more questions and answers but i believe it's interesting it's the one thing i think that i took away from this event that okay that's new that that's that's new ground that is interesting yeah that's big um uh, anything else sherry do you think was a good highlight of the the event for you apart from
1: basking in the glory of uh,
0: people telling you having having a good presentation
1: Huh. Well that was definitely my highlight. I enjoyed um Rebecca and, and the when they were doing a game like with Griff up there, um the trivia game. Yeah. I thought that was fun. Um the, I think that kind of stands up for me. I I tried to listen to some of the presentations, but this is all competing with like actual work I have yeah, to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, so they you know, most of them didn't captivate me too much other than the news about the international mm-hmm. that was big.
0: and the app and running grants that seems to go down well. I already yes. concluded, frankly, before the event that I wasn't going to be on the recipient list because yeah, I think you get an email you. like a couple of weeks before saying you know, here's a non-disclosure agreement, you've got to sign this, this, this. You talked about it last year. And if my mailbox was empty, then I think it's a fair conclusion that sadly, sadly, it's not going to happen. So I wasn't that surprised. I was hoping there might be a sort of, here's a few people that haven't been told in advance, but no, there we go. Anyway, so up and running grants issued this year. I mean, the things that I think the negative feelings, and there were some, and it was starting to appear by day three. Every time they mentioned sneakers, there'd be a volley of comments in the in the chat saying, "Oh my god, not again!" or "Take another oh. shot," or whatever. And I, you know, the problem with eBay is that you know they have these. You know, Jamie says one thing, and everyone says, everyone gets right behind it. They're very, very loyal to whatever the idea du jour is, and everybody put sneakers and. Playing cards, or wherever they are, front and center of their presentations. And it really got a bit repetitive towards the end. And I I think they sent the message, not intentionally and not correctly, that really all eBay is interested in is you if you're selling trading cards or sneakers. And I think they needed some overall editorial oversight that says, okay, we need to have a balanced message here. Yes, those are. The categories that are getting the lion's share of the development budget, but we don't want people to take away the fact that actually everything else is being abandoned, and they kind of, I think, left people with that impression. I, I don't know. I, I can only speak for myself, but it it really got to be too much. I thought.
1: Yeah, um, I know what you're saying.
0: So, and I, I and they, that was the mistake in terms of them not coordinating the the content, and that was perhaps a general comment about the content seemed a little bit discoordinated. Um, I think people were very quick to realize it was mostly recorded, in fact, all recorded apart from the Rebecca bits, pretty much. I would have liked a live keynote. I think that would have added a certain sense of occasion. It was obviously pre-recorded. It didn't pretend to be anything else. Yeah, maybe um,
1: like at one of the live events or something. That yeah, been it, just, cool. it
0: just needed that, that razzmatazz. That it didn't need to be complicated visually. It just, it just needed to be live and the, the keynote wasn't. I mean, maybe it didn't have much to say. I, I don't know. So that, that subtracted a little bit. Um, I didn't think they rehearsed or coached or backed up the presenters as well as they had done in the previous year. I think people rocked up with whatever their presentation they had in their laptop and delivered it, and some people did better than others. I think some people were somewhat spooked by that, that closed room delivering to a camera rather than a a room full of 200 sellers. And there are people that I know do a really good job at live eBay open. I, I thought crashed and burned <laughs> trying to do it to a camera. I mean, didn't really work, um, and I didn't think they picked up on that and managed that. They just thought, okay, well, there you go. That's it. It's in the can. Go home, you know, rather <laughs> than, okay, try it again, but this time like 10 times the energy, you know. Um, so that's just my observation. Um, so there we go. I, I think it's. I think it was a good event. I was pleased I gave it some time. If I'd have paid, what, 1500 possibly $2,000 to be there and hear that, I might be a little bit disgruntled because there really wasn't a lot of new stuff it was mostly banging on about sneakers and trading cards and if i'd have put that kind of money into to hear that i'd be questioning whether i'd do that a second time
1: okay well let me ask you a question mm. if you if it was live in las vegas let's say would is that what you would go there for
0: no no i don't okay. go there for the content but it, i i and i if I'd had a good networking and a good chat with people and found out some staff got my questions answered, yeah, I'd probably be okay, but i mean generally it's it's difficult for them because their research says that eighty percent of attendance attenders are there for the first time, and I, I think that was a little unlikely because well did where did all the people that went last year go i mean if they if there always people knew. What are those well, maybe. 25,000 people from last year, they must have all disappeared if if, if 20,000 people turned up this year and say it's their first time. The numbers don't really jive, but anyway. There was a lot of people there for the first time, and maybe for them it, this stuff's okay. But retreading the same old presentations of what's a good listing or how to ship stuff, you know, they got to put more stuff in there for the – okay, maybe it's only 20%, but the the people that really, you know, want to come out of this stuff and have their – boundaries pushed back and their ideas challenged a bit.
1: Yeah. I, well, I hope, I'm hoping that next year there will be a live event and that maybe they can, I don't know, record some content or whatever and stream some of it.
0: I think, but- from the, I mean, from the people that, that we've spoken to in the run-up to this thing, I think they are hopeful, very much hopeful, unless there's a virus, complete regression to do something live but i think it'll have a huge streaming component
1: yeah and that'd be the best of both worlds
0: and i don't think people the people that want to go to las vegas or wherever it is are going to be turned off by the fact that they could be sitting at home watching it via a live stream That those people will be there they could have jamie on stage reading the las vegas telephone directory and they would still be there you know <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter. They're not going to turn those people off. I, I I think it's totally additive. I don't think of the substitution at all. Really, Um yeah. They they can cater for both. But I do think, and I, I say this every year, it'd be really nice if they pushed the boundary and found some innovative, groundbreaking content. And I mean, I they, to my mind, there should be a whole vertical strand. Every session, there should be one session that is advanced, that's different, that hasn't been done before, a speaker they haven't used before, a seller, and a consultant, uh, someone from the industry, an analyst, whatever, that is totally new every single year. And you could just plonk into that stream and have a totally separate ex- new experience year after year after year and not have to sit through the shipping 101 and the, you know, why do you use white backgrounds and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, I know what you're saying. One year they had someone from Google, and that was a really that interesting was a good presentation. Mm-hmm.
0: And that would be an did example. Did they have one
1: this year that I didn't no, see? No,
0: no, they did. All the good stuff kind of got filtered out. Mm. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I mean, generally positive, but I'm nervous. The it's getting it's, It just feels like it gets diluted each year. Um, and, and it's curious. There was nothing from what eBay were called GCX, the Global Customer Service people, for second year running. There was mm. a bit about mm, you know seller standards, but not anything about customer care. I mean, I mean we are the we are twenty, which is what six seven years ago, talking informally to the heads of of the customer service group. At that point, they were very hopeful they were going to get a whole new CRM system that was going to pay you know fix all the problems um <laughs> I don't think they've got anything no one spent any money in in that time because we still have the you know if you ask them for the the call reference number it's still SR1 dash whatever it is I mean that's the old system you know that hasn't been changed has it so their hopes they were going to get a decent CRM system that would allow them to have proper trouble tickets you could go online see the status see where it was bouncing around in the organisation you could add other comments you could attach images you know all that sort of thing that would be just regular bread and butter for any kind of decent sized organisation deals online they haven't got and the fact they don't even turn up at the event and say anything is you know what they don't say is quite often more interesting than what they do say Anyway, interesting stuff. Anyway, uh, if you have a reaction and thoughts and want to share your particular ideas or what you think, you know, your take out of the event was, please do get in touch. We'd love to have uh, your comments. You can do that either by phone. That's 833-EBAY-723. You can send us a text or leave us a voicemail. Or if you check out the website, there's email addresses and, uh, well, you know. Well, uh, we'll put out your thoughts. So that's sell, sell, sell dot online. Again, sell, sell, sell dot online for what you think of eBay Open. And hopefully um, the presentations will be posted soon at the eBay for Business section of uh, YouTube. And we'll, I, I want to go back and listen to some of the ones that I couldn't attend on the day, hopefully, and, and perhaps give you a more balanced uh, view rather than just the ones I picked on the, at the time. And uh, moving on, Sherry, I was going to mention one thing that happened this week to me, and uh, I'll be interested in your thoughts on this. It's one of those sort of feedback arguments, and this is me as a buyer. And I mention it because I think, I, I think as sellers, you learn, you learn the most about what does and doesn't work on eBay, maybe from just buying and say, well, I, I'll do more of that or I'll never get myself in that position. So he, here's a guy that, that I think dug himself into a hole and then just kept on digging. Um, I bought a phone, and kids, this is from the days when phones had wires attached. I know that's a, that's a <laughs> strange concept. Anyway, and I, I bought it at auction, again, a concept which may be strange, and the auction closing price was 99 cents, so the opening price. So not, uh-huh. not a good not a good sale by the seller who didn't really do a good job.
1: Wait, uh, when was
0: this? This was a few couple of days ago.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay,
0: you know, not not like in the nineteen seventies when phones had wires. This is this is recent,
1: and it's not when we used to do auctions at ninety nine cents on eBay right. either.
0: Okay, uh, uh, this is falling off the rails, you know, right from the get go. Anyway, so I win this auction for ninety nine cents. There's a shipping charge. I forget what it was. Anyway, maybe fifteen dollars, something like that. Anyway, he's listed a couple of times. It, this is like the third time he's run this auction. I buy it. And after the auction closes, I just get the email through the eBay system saying the seller has canceled the transaction and the reason code they've put is they're out of stock or can't find the item. Oh, No prior communication, just canceled. I thought, well, I'll I'll wait and see what happens because sometimes when someone cancels, when something sells for 99 cents, they're hoping for a better price. So I just sit tight. A few days later... I see the item's been relisted. They're like ten, oh, ten, twenty dollars no. higher. So I'm thinking, well, they must they have made a miraculous discovery in their stockroom and found the item that they couldn't send to me. Oh, didn't, didn't write to me and say, "I found it. I can, I can sell it to you again." But no, no, it just got relisted at a higher price. Again, no discussion with me. Not that they perhaps have to, but so I'm thinking, well, this is a dodgy. This is a dodgy situation. A communication F minus and. Somewhat suspicious that they never wanted to—they to, wanted, didn't want to didn't want to honour the, the the auction selling price, and they wanted just relisted at a higher price. So I leave a neutral, and I say, "Look, this is because the guys cancelled it without any kind of discussion, apology, communication with me, and list relisted at a higher price. Both factually correct." Next day, I just get a bland feedback change request. No prior communication again, just a change request. There's something in there about oh I I, you know we found we lost the power supply or something and that was the reason. And then I look at the the way the feedback is posted on the eBay site, and gentleman concerned has replied to the neutral feedback, and says, "Well, we tried, we could, we lost the power supply. We tried to get hold of the buyer. They didn't respond to our message, so we were forced to cancel."
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: So that's a lie as far as I'm concerned because I do keep track of my eBay email because, you know, I pay my bills. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, okay, uh, now you've dug yourself, you're digging yourself deeper into the hole. So I send a message saying, got your feedback change request. Tell you what, send me a screenshot of your sent messages folder with that message in there because I'd like to find out why I didn't receive it. Good. (laughs) And uh, well, you can imagine um, what their response uh. was. <laughs> awesome. Not a, not a whole lot of uh, response to that one. So, you know, I think they they were lying in the uh, about the thing not having it lost, losing its power supply and lying about trying to get hold of me. And now they're caught in this hole. Oh and my I'm still holding the feedback change request. I, I did check because I wonder whether I can actually make it worse. Rather than better, whether I could downgrade the feedback to a negative.
1: I and wonder if you, you can't.
0: Can. You can't. I did check click oh. on the link, and the the only option is to go to positive or keep it as neutral, and I get to refill another section of comments, and I think oh. the comments will replace the comments I left before. I'm not too sure. Um, anyway. Yeah. And I, I think the general thing is, look, absolutely, the only thing you really need to do is just simply apologise exactly just take some responsibility and communicate and communicate before you send out the system message saying your order has been cancelled
1: i've sold a couple of items in my first years um at for 99 cents and i shipped them Mm -hmm. on one of them i lost money on shipping that was like my second week selling (laughs) but um the other one i thought I had a talk with myself, like, you don't even belong in business. You just sold this for ninety-nine cents. And then I get the nicest message from the man who bought it and said that this was a doll that his wife, who has cancer, uh-huh. had when she was a kid. And he know he said, I know you didn't make any money on this, and I just wanna let you know what a difference you made to well, us. That's nice. I'm like, Oh, I guess it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a reason for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, that's my uh, little uh, moral story of the week. Let's just look quickly at what Thank might be you. happening in the uh, the few days ahead of us here. Uh, and you've already spent your coupon, right, Sherry?
1: Oh yeah, I'm waiting for October first. <laughs> but our Q3 coupon expires soon. Uh, there's only 30 days in September. So, so get if you cracking spent on using, it, using spend that. Spend you that. You could be losing
0: out your 50 bucks or whatever it is. And uh, if you just happen to also be in the Orlando area, don't get uh, washed away. Uh, later this week. Uh, 5th of October, I'm holding a uh, Orlando Sellers meetup at a happy hour that's at Firebird's Grill and Restaurant. It's uh, quite a good happy hour deal there. And so that's the 5th of October, Wednesday, I think it is. And uh, you would be welcome to come along. I might even bring a whole ton of swag I want to get rid of. If I have enough uh-huh. people signing up, I might decide to have a little impromptu uh, free raffle to get rid of that stuff. So that's uh, Orlando, 5th of October. No one's signed up so far, by the way, so it could just be me alone sitting in a bar, so no change there. Anyway, Philip Jackson saying thanks very much indeed for joining us. We'll see you next week and...
1: Have a great weekend. And this Actually, is a week. Out, so I think it's Monday. Saying, See you next time. <laughs> well, that was a slick
0: ending, so thanks very much. We'll speak to you again soon. Oh,